0: Today, we have one of the world's most knowledgeable SEO experts. If you want to understand how to make SEO work for your business, you've got to listen to this podcast. Our mission is to help 10 million people start and grow a business for free. We want nothing from you. In Pep Talk, we interview industry leading experts from around the world who share actionable know how and life lessons. That's why we're excited to partner with GoDaddy to power up Pep Talk. I've been using GoDaddy for years and would promote them on this podcast even if they didn't sponsor us. You can use their free website builder and start your online business at no cost and even get help these days with naming your business. For 40% off GoDaddy tools, click the link in the podcast notes below and use the code GDXPEPTALK. Caroline, thank you so much for joining us today. Perhaps we could start off by telling the audience a little bit about what you do and who you are.
1: Well, thanks for inviting me on the show today. So my name is Caroline Revell. I work as a customer SEO specialist at GoDaddy. So GoDaddy are most known for their domain names, you know, the website names um, that you can buy from them. But they're also a place where people go to start their businesses, uh, creating their first website. So I work as part of the wider SEO team, um, helping our existing customers increase their website's visibility online. Um, so my uh, role is yeah in, in helping them with that and um, providing sort of sage um, sage advice and best practices.
0: So tell me, how does someone become an SEO expert? What, what's involved? You need
1: to do it. You need to have a page or a site in front of you, and you are trying to increase its visibility. You—it's kind of like you can't—you know—learn to drive from a book. You've got to get in and 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 fail. Really, um, I think that's the essence. You need to have failed lots. To work out, ah, okay, because there's no rule book with Google. Google's not telling us this is exactly how it all works. This is what you need to do. Um, You just can't. You can do it in paid advertising online. You can do a course and so many other things, but not, not for SEO.
0: It feels to me like a lot of our community tell us anyway that SEO has become less relevant in the world now with the rise of social media and, and platforms like TikTok. But personally, I still search for a lot of things on Google. I know a lot of people do. What's been the change that you've seen with SEO? Do you see it still playing just as prominent a role as ever? or Huge, Hugely relevant. I mean, my
1: I spent quite a long time in paid paid advertising. Um, Because it's quick, you know, you you write your ad this morning, it's online right now, you know, and the customers are clicking and they're coming through to your site. But my experience has been that a lot of people left SEO, uh, left that sort of side of things to go into the paid ads, um, and they just left it completely. They left their website alone; they didn't touch it. Um, and so many, for so many businesses, it just is so competitive. It's so expensive that they realise no, we need we need SEO, we need both now. Um, and I've seen um, a lot of firms sort of you know question you know we're we're spending four times the amount on paid advertising online. Um, I think people have come back to it. That's what I've seen in about the last sort of 18 months, two years, a lot more businesses realising, because people have looked more closely, I think, with the pandemic. People have said, hang on a minute, yeah, what are our ads doing? Our website? I think people have just turned and sort of lent into that more. Mm-hmm.
0: And um, it makes a lot more sense to do that. Doesn't it? I think what, what happened was people did a really good job selling the system of selling ads, it's a very simple process. It's an easy sale. It's quick. Mm -hmm. Whereas SEO, correct me if I'm wrong, but my personal experience of SEO is it's a long process to make it work. It's It's a long process. And people aren't patient anymore.
1: No. There's a niche in it
0: that like the technical SEO is what we
1: see, I think, more increasingly. That's what I think more frustrates people because they don't understand the terminology. And there's a lot of that around. Now, that is an easy sell. You know, we'll do an SEO audit of your website. We will um, check out the technicals and, you know, maybe it's a week's work or two weeks' work and it's easy to build. And it is all done quickly. But that's not the biggest part of SEO. The biggest part of it is that, you know, the content, the relevancy, understanding, getting in the head of your customers that you already have, getting in the head of the customers that you don't know that you could have. Mm -hmm. That's the other one. And the business owner... I guess we could say the business owner knows that better than anyone but actually a lot of business owners don't know that mm. and it's it's because they've got their nose sort of stuck to the coal face. you know um, they're, they're too close to it mm. um, so SEO I think is um, yeah it's about stepping back um, maybe spending it could be spending hours on your own with no distraction stepping away from work and thinking okay who are my customers and who do I who's out there then that I might not even know about mm. that might be really interested in my services, and I haven't even I haven't even got any mention of that on my on my website. And coming back to like the other like the social networks, you know, like and, and TikTok, etc. What happens when the person then comes off that channel and now wants to do business with you? You know, it, it, they might not get that response commenting on those channels because I've done that. I've actually replied. Um, on those video channels and said like oh I'm really interested could you and they don't there's no reply so then I'm
0: mistake by the way if if creators aren't replying exactly honestly say I mean I had a TikTok that had a couple of million views and had 20,000 comments I replied to every single one and I think that helps (laughs) with your you know community build which is vital these days but I mean just just for a second I want to go back to something really important that you were saying there Um, you know putting yourself in the shoes of your potential, your existing customer and your potential customer, Mm. which is really interesting, actually. I think Mm. a lot of people might know who their existing customer is, but thinking about who else could be and then putting search, I guess, uh, into that Mm -hmm. universe. So do you do it from the perspective of imagining someone's going to Google and typing in something? Is that how you imagine someone getting to your page? How do do you construct SEO strategy? I I
1: think you think... Often it's, it's the old-fashioned way, sort of sort of brains up, putting down some keywords, you know, on an old-fashioned piece of paper with a pen. And then just literally, it sounds a bit daft, but what I do is just sit looking at the word for a second and try and just empty my head of any preconceptions. And sometimes just looking at a word just for a little bit longer than you, oh, who might be, oh, what does that, oh, how... Ha- Oh, right. So that might lead me there. But it is a genuine brainstorm. It's not just, oh, I've got everything in my head already. I'm going to put it on a piece of paper. And there it is. I've just put what's in my head. You're sort of going on a sort of mental journey. Um, and I can give you an example. So I was working uh, before GoDaddy a few years ago. I was working at a travel firm, very niche. It was in the volunteer sector. And they. I was doing this process. And I thought, well, okay. Hang, on, hang on a minute. I'm doing these searches, and I've got. To, hang on. What about? And it's just one of those blue sky mo like travel grants. I wonder if people looking for a travel grant might be a potential customer, even though my assumption is that they've got no money. So let's try it. And I think the other thing is experimentation. So I put up some a piece of content on the site, um, curated it, like, oh, these are the top 20 travel grants available around the UK. Um, got that out there. I, I must say I did put a few um, paid ads on it as well. So I thought, I'd well, just play around with it. It wasn't expensive because there was no competition for that equally. Um, so, yeah, and it got a bit of attention and calls came through. People started calling. So my assumption, actually, yes, they were a potential customer audience. Yes, they did book. But another thing I found out in the process that I I had no idea about was people looking for travel grants, the people that were contacting us were not um, at bottom of the budget customers. They were actually mostly quite well-off students who were quite savvy on grants Mm. who were contacting um and booking interesting yeah uh,
0: so. we, we we have a similar experience around like students i mean we don't charge for what we do of course but we assume that students have got a university degree probably going to go get a job so um, but we we put some content on there helping students figure out how to start a business of their own yeah and it was surprising yeah. how many people engaged in that content because yeah. that but but we you know, we did also internally initially think well, um, they probably because they've got a degree uh, and student debt. Yeah, an assumption. Probably have to yeah, go yeah, get yeah. a job to, yeah, to pay that, exactly. that student debt off, yeah. as opposed to start a business of their own. And, and we were wrong. People actually want to start this. It's of their own. the
1: best way. Yeah. I think. It's I great, think it's a
0: great tip, actually. Yeah. Yeah. You know, kind of reframing. It's almost like um, this kind of feeds a little bit into your subconscious bias, doesn't it? Yeah. As well, you just assume you, certain things that aren't necessarily true, and therefore you don't make your business. As yeah. As that yeah. Perhaps could be your problem.
1: exactly. And sometimes I think and like when. Um, connecting back to SEO that sometimes the terminology that a business uses isn't that that the customers are using so I would recommend anyone to you know even take phone calls answer you know even if you've got staff you know Uh, answer the inbox from customers if that's not something that you normally do have a look through at what's come in because what I noticed at the travel firm that certain inquiries come in and then that language gets changed Mm -hmm. you know it happens to us doesn't it with like tradesmen we say it in plain English and then they give us the jargon and then we oh okay I'll follow your jargon Mm But that wasn't what we would call it. So we had a lot of um, student nurses calling and asking, um, what was it they were asking for? It was they were saying, oh, we're looking for medical electives or nursing electives. Um, now, the company did provide it, but they didn't know that they provided it. And they called it uh, a volunteering placement in a hospital abroad. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was all fully supervised. It was exactly the same as a formally set up, but they called it differently. Mm-hmm. So when people called, um, we could, oh, they're asking for nursing elective. And we said, oh, we don't do that.
0: Right. OK. Yeah. Well, that, that, that we is, don't do so, that. You know, what you're doing, like, what you've yeah. done there is really clever as well. I think what you're talking about that isn't talked about enough in this kind of what almost um, sounds boring SEO world is you're taking real world clients real world people and taking what they say and translating that into what they might search for they might be looking for online and not overlooking that human element right in in that pursuit of the perfect search term or the perfect and
1: i think especially if it's not your background so the travel firm's background wasn't in that there was no one in the firm that had ever come through medical school or or nursing and didn't know anyone um so the first port of call was then to contact the universities and to say look this is what we offer is does that match up? Would would it be reasonable for us to call that a nursing elective or a nursing placement? Absolutely, yes. Universities signed up and they sent groups every year, about five universities. Mm. Um, so moving that across to the SEO side... I created some content on nursing electives, got that out there, um, got some backlinks, you know, which is, in SEO, is is what we call authority. So got some backlinks pointing to that page from those uni- universities. Those just
0: backlinks, just thing. back so people mm. understand, backlink would be a link from someone else's site to your site.
1: To yours. So right. it's you could see it in various different ways. It's the same thing, like a golden handshake, a reference. But um, often people confuse it because they see, oh, authority. People say, well, I've got an authority site, I cover this topic in depth. That's not the same thing um, in SEO. Authority is the other sites giving
0: you authority. So, so to be clear, because of... for the listeners to pick up on that ironically around jargon. Um, <laughs> yeah. So so let's say, for example, I've got a travel business uh, and I want more people to use it to book a, a holiday to London, getting time out to ra- write about your travel uh, offer, offering great would be the authority you mean. That would be yeah,
1: but only by by the, the because they will have lots of links themselves. So Google and the other search engines they don't know that Timeout is an authority. They don't know that they can. They'll go by oh, Timeout's got a million backlinks, for example. I don't know if they have, but if they had a million backlinks, then hey, that's got to be a fairly uh, authoritative site, but in the SEO sense. Because Google doesn't understand what the content is. It hasn't quite reached there. Right. Yeah.
0: If this podcast is inspiring you to start or grow a business, then I recommend you use Taylor Brands. They are our sponsor for this podcast, and they help you not only craft a brand, but design merchandise and so much more. In the last year, I've used this site for every single one of my businesses. I couldn't recommend them more. And we've even negotiated a 40% off discount code for you. Just use PEP, P-E-P, when using their website to make your booking. Now let's get back to the podcast. What, what would be an authority then? So, so how does Google decide? And I, I hear you totally. Time out as the example, that backlink system. How does how does it determine what is authority and what isn't authority?
1: Um, we don't know exactly um, that's Google, you know, we're all, we're scrambling around in the dark, trying things, testing things, and we see results and that's all you can do. So, so many people have, you know, tested this, that if you've got, you know, uh, if you've got a hundred travel websites, um, Google won't know that, oh, Thomas Cook are important. That's a household name. You know, they don't know that they can only go by, um, you know, the relevancy, the content, and who else is pointing? Who else has gone to the trouble? Because it's not automatic. You can't click a button for this, can you? Um, you know, it's it's you know the other sites out there. It's an effort to link anyway, so it's not perfect. But generally, uh, you know, I, I, you know, if you're looking at it from if you were starting your own search engine, how else could you do it? How else could you know? Just thinking common sense now. How else could you know? Mm. So is it volume of
0: traffic, for example? Would that be a a Mm, metric?
1: No, not necessarily, but we don't know. Mm. So it would be something, again, this is when you're testing. When you're doing it yourself, you can see...
0: So you might place this, the content you've created there, for example, on, on 10, 15 different locations and see which one works. Yeah. So that, that, that would be a practical yeah. experiment someone could run. Right? Yeah, exactly. I, I guess this is sometimes what PR companies sell as well, that they'll get your content out there. Uh, and that will link back to your site and help you with SEO. So how important is it for something like that versus say your actual site itself your site to hold the content, your site to be uh, attracting the direct?
1: Uh, yeah it, you, you want yeah you want it on your site definitely. And, and coming back to like um, just more specifically on the backlinks. So years ago, um, it was all um, backlinks to your homepage. Example. Um, But the great thing for the small to medium sized business now is that that's slightly changed because it's just become so much more competitive now. It's the actual page, it's the internal page now, which gives the small to medium sized business now a huge opportunity with SEO. To be able to crack that, so you could have. Um, I mean, I did it myself on a page, and then I thought oh, this is quite an important page. I'll I'll get twelve backlinks to that. This and because we weren't, the, the, the site wasn't ranking for that. Like it was nowhere. It was literally dead. Didn't didn't figure at all. But one dedicated page with some backlinks, and it was or oh, was it about nine ten weeks. It was hovering for a bit, and it was between position one and three the the tra- but it was the internal page um but and i think that um i think that's very exciting at the moment mm-hmm. yeah people yeah there's a lot of people who know about it but um but yeah that i mean that i think because before it was just homepage so let's say for argument's sake thomas cook they're okay we'll we'll get you know whatever they, let's say they not go out and get because they would be linked to anyway naturally um, big firms don't have to do it. Airbnb doesn't have to do that anymore.
0: You know, British Airways is become all link back. To yeah, the everyone's so linking the natural,
1: to them anyway. Yeah, sort of exactly. But let's say um, you know they had then three thousand links to their homepage years ago. That w- how could you compete with that if you're just starting up your travel firm? it would be quite hard but now the, the the great thing is you can say well okay i can't i can't compete generally but maybe i could compete with one area of yeah. my website so you, you
0: do specialist page like going one page. to going to maldives the tall things you could do and, yeah, and that could exactly. be a sublink and then that site.
1: might be your page number one and you yeah. get 8000 visitors a month yeah that makes
0: sense yeah. and so for people that are listening that want to i guess you know um, understand the maybe five or six practical steps to you know getting seo right on their site could you talk us through the process like for example is it your own website and these backlinks is there a couple of like best practice items um, around?
1: Mate, yeah i think i think the first one is always get the get the words on your site you know what a lot of i think it's easy to miss i think especially for a small business owner so um uh, i was speaking to a chap here he was uh, in his head he was a wholesaler Um, And I said, it's interesting, you haven't got cash and carry uh, on your website. And he didn't see himself as, this comes back to, again, this thinking about who your potential customer is. Mm -hmm. Um, And his competitors had cash and carry on and they were getting double the traffic. Mm -hmm. Simple thing, it's just literally a word, but if that word isn't on your site, um, Google sometimes can understand, but it's not as smart as we think. So chair and stool, yeah, Google's going to get that. Um, you know, consultant advisor maybe, yeah, it's going to get that. But other terms, you can't you can't trust that Google's going to know, oh, wholesale, okay. No, sorry, um, your cash and carry, okay, I'll show you a wholesale site that doesn't have cash and carry in it.
0: So getting all those words on your site, that makes total sense. What else can people do?
1: Um, and con- the, the length of the content as well. Um, used to be acceptable to have, you know, 10 sentences. Um, write longer pieces of content than your competitors. You don't need to go overboard. If all your competitors have got 500 words on a page, you don't need to be thinking, oh, my goodness, I've seen some sites have got... You know, and, and uh, blog posts that are three thousand words long. You don't need. To, you only need to do a little bit more than the competitor.
0: I think it's fair to say, probably value content and right? value. Bring yeah, value. Yeah, to that, yeah, yeah. That, that that. So again, it's not just coming the one back sentence, and coming it's back to, get to all the, the words cu- in exactly. there
1: exactly. And coming back to the customer, what does your customer want mm. to? What are their worries? What would you worry about? Um, and a really easy way to get extra content on is FAQs. Mm. Yeah, good
0: idea. What else can people do
1: um, on on the? I think right. So you've got your great content, um, your URL for the actual page. Um, you know the www. Yep. Yeah. Um, try and make it as short as possible, and to have the actual your target keyword in there.
0: The search engines are still picking up on URLs.
1: That's oh, huge! Saying, yeah. yeah, huge! And the shorter the better. And it's the short ones and the keyword sort of closer to the um, to others. Um, you know, closer to the sort of root domain we call it. So for those, so,
0: I mean, everyone struggles to find a URL for their business these days. Um, you know, even myself, purposefulproject.com. I would love purposeful.com, but it's not available. But if I did purposefulproject.com forward slash helping entrepreneurs start a business, as mm-hmm. a does that get picked up on Google? As a yeah,
1: yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> absolutely fine. Yeah.
0: Mental note to myself. But you know, I think it's very useful for people listening to know that they've got a year, year, yeah. long URL. There's still a tagging element to the, like you were saying earlier, the second page or the third Yeah, yeah, exactly, the internal page. Yeah, exactly. the
1: internal page. It, yeah, right. yeah, the internal, I mean, a lot of, um, uh, when I was working at a company before um, GoDaddy in an agency, you know, I was, I was um, regularly telling them that, you know, don't worry about the home page. A lot of site visits now, they'll never see your home page, because mm-hmm. they'll be coming in on the internal page, mm-hmm. and then calling, mm-hmm. making their inquiry, or making a purchase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, yeah, we've moved on a bit from having to have this, you know, all bells and whistles, fantastically designed original homepage. Mm. Um, yeah, it's moved on a bit.
0: It's, it's really interesting. So, I mean, just closing, is there anything you think the listeners need to know about SEO that will help them make their businesses more successful, anything we haven't covered in today's podcast?
1: Um, I think, I'm just trying to think of any anything else. Yeah. Um, mm. No, I think essentially. Spying on competitors. Yes, spying spying on competitors. (laughs) I like
0: that, by the way. Let's let's spy on competitors. But yeah, what can we we learn from
1: competitors? Um, Yeah, when are they? I mean, business owners often know this because they're looking around and saying, why is he in that position? Um, Well, take a closer look, you know, um, go through their site. Why why are they coming out? Is it because they've got cash and carry there?
0: And Everyone now, basically millions of people listening, just go put cash and carry in, <laughs> your, in your search engine words and you'll get everybody who cares about cash and carry. But it's true. I mean, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? You start thinking as a customer yeah. what they might be looking for as opposed to what you want people yeah, yeah. to think yeah, of you exactly. as. This yeah, yeah. becoming a branding exercise. Yeah, exactly. Isn't it, well? yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. And exactly with the, um, the backlinking as well. It's, you know, don't you're not trying to cheat. Google you're not trying to do, just reach out to people who naturally might be interested like a customer in your business.
0: And just finally what does PPC mean?
1: Pay per click.
0: Pay per click. Okay. And 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 do you and, and just concluding the podcast. I guess we've talked about paid a little bit for a second and we've talked I guess about organic. And how do you see the mix between paid and organic? And and one of the urban legends out there is at the moment if you pay on, say, for example, TikTok for your media to be seen, then your organic dies because these social media platforms want you to pay them. But what do you feel, I mean, from an SEO perspective, is paid go hand in hand with SEO? You do
1: everything, do everything you can, and then you see what's driving your business at the end of the day, isn't it? Um, I mean, there have been famous campaigns on Facebook by big firms in years gone by and it didn't work. So they pulled out, you know, I think there was a big Coca-Cola, I think it was, or a Pepsi, one of, them, one of them, you know. Um, so you've got to try, it's experimentation. Yeah. So it's not, oh, which ones should we? Yeah. Because your business is unique.
0: And I think people have limiting belief systems as well. Like, for example, even myself, I see when I go on Google an ad I never click on the ads. I always feel like they're not the genuine company. So I always look for the organic one down below. So I believe that ads are no good, but yeah. that's not true. I'm not, you know, I'm, just because I believe that doesn't mean other people do.
1: No, exactly. And so, some people don't differentiate between the ads no, they don't, and yeah. the organic. And a lot of people think that whatever is at number one, that that's to do with Google. And Google knows that that's a really good company. And that I hear more of people outside the industry than anything else that the one at number one is the number one firm yeah,
0: yeah well, but it, it, it should be that way i guess but uh, even being the number one doesn't mean you're the best but still it's it's a very good point and uh, and i've learned something today i think we will all start doing paid as well as organic but thank you so much for taking it's time out to come and share thanks, your, your knowledge with us yeah, yeah. thank you yeah
1: that's great thank you
0: thanks for listening to pep talk We hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to follow The Purposeful Project on all our social media channels, where we're giving away even more free business secrets and entrepreneurial value. Again, we'd like to thank our sponsor, GoDaddy, for powering this podcast. From naming a business, to buying a domain name, to building your website for free, GoDaddy has you covered. For 40% off GoDaddy tools, click the link in the podcast note below and use the code GDXPEPTALK. See you next time, entrepreneurs, and remember, you're not alone.